and welcome back to another episode of shock talks we are at episode 11 today which is i think at the beginning of every one of my episodes i'm always like wow how have we had this many episodes so i don't know maybe this is stupid but it does kind of baffle me i'm into double digit episodes now and not just like the 10th but 11th so pretty cool yeah today's gonna be just a normal kind of run-of-the-mill episode i guess i have some stuff i want to talk about um but nothing really like major to cover no big two two hour long story to talk about this week so hopefully if you were drained by my last episode this one will not drain you so much i don't i don't anticipate going much over an hour today if that so with that i guess we can kind of just roll into things there's some uh, i kind of have a bigger topic i want to or central topic i want to talk about today but we'll get to that at first i i figured i'd kind of recap the last couple things from the the previous weeks that i wasn't able to talk about last week or etc the week before because it was with julius on that episode so there's some stuff a couple stories a couple just kind of things in my life i wanted to talk about for a little bit and then uh then yeah we'll jump into what kind of what i've planned for today i guess i should say so yeah let me just uh finish talking about what i'm going to talk about and start talking about it i think the big thing for me right now is baseball's back this week which um if you don't know i'm i'm pretty big into baseball i actually played baseball as a kid i was a young kid though you know back in middle school never played it in high school i obviously opted to do other things but baseball has always been a really big part of my life i think largely because of the way i bonded with my dad over the Minnesota Twins and baseball, and that was just something we were always passionate about together. And I think baseball in general was how I met one of my closest friends back home as well, and kind of my group of friends that I still have in Minnesota. We, I don't want to say we largely bonded over baseball, but that was a, a common denominator between all of us, so it, it helped keep us close friends over the years, even though I stopped playing and they didn't. But so shout out Jordan and Joey and T I I'll shout out TJ as well. I guess I, I didn't know TJ when he played baseball, but anyways, that's a big deal. Uh, the twins for we're three games into our four game series against the Mariners and we choked both the first two games because, well, I don't want to say we choked the first game. The first game, we almost had a walk-off win with Gary Sanchez, but the wind carried the ball or the wind was like blowing down. So the ball didn't carry all the way into a home run so it got caught even though it looked like it was going to be like Gary Sanchez flipped his back because it felt like the ball was going out when it came off his bat but it just didn't go out and we ended up <laughs> that was in the ninth so we ended up losing the game and the next game we blew a lead in the top of the ninth and lost the game so that was else but today we had I think six home runs hit or something like that we won 10-4 so pretty nice first win of the season today I'm excited to see the Twins play this season i'm hopeful we actually win a playoff game i don't know if you guys know this i think i think most of the people (laughs) i talk to probably know this because i i literally complain about this all the time but the twins haven't won a playoff game i ain't talking about series um we haven't won one since like 2003 it's 2003 or 4 i can't remember see now i'm embarrassed now because i was like did you know and then i can't even remember the specific year but it's been almost 20 years since we won a playoff game, even though we've made the playoffs like six or seven times over the course of those years. Every time we've made the playoffs, we've been swept. So 
I'm hopeful this year, at the very least, I don't even care if we win the World Series. I just want to win a playoff game. I want to be excited about winning a, a game. So our team's, uh, I mean, our pitching's questionable, but our team in general is good this year. So I'm hopeful for an exciting season, and I'm sure I'll be giving plenty of my opinions and updates throughout the course of the season here. Uh, we'll see, though, because baseball, of course, drags on a bit. 162 games, kind of a, a, a bore to most, I would say. But I think something cool I'll be able to maybe talk about next week is I am planning on going to the Red Sox versus Twins game next weekend. So they play in Boston Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday, of course, is Easter. So, you know, I'll be doing Easter things on Sunday. And uh, so I'm planning on going to the game on Saturday because the game on Friday, the cheapest tickets are like 100 something dollars because it's the Red Sox home opener. So shooting for Saturday, we'll see. I'm definitely going to be going to the game, though. If I have to go alone, I probably will. I just I, I went to see the Twins play at Red Sox last year, and it didn't end up working out for a number of excuses that came up. So I definitely just don't don't want to miss it this year. So definitely going to be going to that next week. We'll see if anything exciting happens. I'll probably be sitting in the bleachers. So if you want to watch the game on TV, maybe, and see if you spot me, see if we hit some dingers, but no. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's, that's big to me. Baseball's back. Another thing that's semi-relevant, I guess, that I'm thinking about. So I'm going, or I'm planning on going to the baseball game next week. Something else I'm planning on going to in about a month is I want to go see Rex Orange County in concert in a month because this is like kind of like a sub note so I I like knew who he was before recently and I listened to some of his music I mean I think largely because of TikTok over the last couple of years but I I never really was a, a fan of his or really listened to his music but for whatever reason, I was just working and had music on shuffle, and one of his songs came on from his newest album that came out this year, and I really liked it, and I listened to his newest album, and I actually really, really liked it, and so I started kind of going back and listening to some of his old um, his old music, and I've, I've kind of been like high-key, just really just listening to a lot of him recently, and I, I realized he's like on tour, and he'll be in Boston in May, so... I don't really know if any of my friends or listeners of the show listen to him at all, uh, Rex Orange County. So if you do and you want to go see the show with me, definitely hit me up because I'm going to be probably asking people to go with me because I haven't been to a live show in a long time, probably over a year. Or I mean, I'm trying to think if I've been to one since COVID, and I actually don't think I have. So... I don't know. I've just been looking for an excuse to go see someone perform. And I feel like since I'm listening to um, Rex Orange County so much, I'm not even, I'm like a new fan. It's, I'm not even like a big fan. I wouldn't sit here and lie and say, I know all of his songs, but um, I think it'd kind of be exciting because I'm once again, just kind of looking for an excuse to go see live music. So I saw he's going to be in town. I've been getting into his music. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Anyways, I didn't even have that written down. I, I, I just thought of that because of the whole going to a live baseball game and stuff. Now I, I want to go see who's the other, there's another band that's going to be here in about a month that I was thinking of seeing. I can't even think, see, this is off the cuff. I don't even remember. Maybe, I don't know. I might have to look that up too. I wanted to go see Oliver tree. Um, I think he was in town a month or two ago and I ended up not really asking anyone to go with me and I didn't really want to go by myself. So I, all that to say, I think I'm just trying to, instead of 
thinking I want to go to a show and then not asking anyone or whatever. I'm trying to not do that more now. So anyways, that's that's all that. That's exciting. Another thing that is completely irrelevant, but something new that has happened recently is the new Lego Star Wars video game came out this week, which is pretty nerdy and pretty um, niche, obscure. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but... I was obsessed with the Lego video games when I was a kid. They were like the only video games I played for a long time, mostly because when I was, and this is fair, when I was young, my parents wouldn't let me buy, you know, like Call of Duty and more M-rated games. And so the bulk of the games I played were, I played a lot of Guitar Hero. I played a lot of, um, I'm trying to think if there's other games I played as religiously, but no, I played a lot of the Lego video games on the PC and the PS2 because that's what I had when I was a kid. Is We were kind of a generation of consoles behind, and I really only had the PS2 for a long time until I finally saved up enough money myself to buy an Xbox 360 when I was in 8th grade, maybe? I don't even know. It was pretty late. I mean, when I got an Xbox 360, I think they had already been out for three three years or so. So, but anyways, I I'm... Like, the Lego Star Wars games, or Lego games in general, are kind of just like my childhood. And that was before online gaming and all this stuff. So all of this is just me having fun playing games on my own as a kid. And a couple years ago, before COVID, they announced that they were making another Lego Star Wars game. And I was high-key excited that they were just kind of to relive the old, you know, like I said, like my childhood in those games. Um, but with like new graphics and I was hoping that there would be like online so I could play with my brother, you know, anything like that. Unfortunately, there isn't. Anyways, the game was announced three, four years ago or so. And so I was still <laughs> like a freshman in college or something when they announced this game. And I was like, okay, let's go, you know, whatever. But for a number of reasons, it got delayed and then COVID happened and it got delayed even more. Eventually, it finally came out. <laughs> it came out this past week. So I don't know, I'm a 23-year-old dude who grinded a Lego Star Wars video game this past week, but um, if you if you know, you know. It, it's, it's a fun game. It's definitely, you know, just kind of a blast of the past. Once again, like I've said this already like three times, kind of just nerdy, whatever, <laughs> me playing a, a Lego video game. But um, yeah, it's been, that's been fun. A little quirky thing, I guess. But so... That is that. I feel so weird. The last couple of weeks on the show, I haven't just like told random little tidbits and I feel weird doing it. But this is how my show used to be. Is this weird? I need to shut up and continue. Anyways, what else is there to talk about? Yeah, so those are the only, those are kind of just like the broad things going on for me right now. Um, there's a couple of funny things that have happened to me over the past couple of weeks that are like irrelevant to getting a car. Even though I said last week, I think the only <laughs> the only things that have been happening are around that car, but that's not true actually. So there, there's a couple stories I wanted to share. I actually meant to share, I think, one of these with Julius, and then we forgot to. But so one of them was from about a week ago. This is something that has never actually happened to me. It's it's so stupid. I'm I don't need to hype this story up. So I was like sleeping in bed, and all of a sudden, I heard a beep, but the beep happened when I was, like, moving in my bed, like, turning over, and so I thought, oh, maybe, like, my bed just squeaked or something, and 
for some reason I'm so tired it just sounded weird. And so I kind of started dozing back off to sleep. I was like half asleep at this point. And like a minute later, I hear the beep again, like a chirp. And I was like, oh, that's definitely like my fire alarm, I think. I was like, I don't know, maybe it's whatever. And then a minute later, sure enough, it beeps again. I was like, okay, so it's definitely beeping. And so at first I was kind of concerned that it's maybe detected because it's a fire alarm and a a detector of carbon monoxide. And so at first I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, is it detecting carbon monoxide? But then I was like, no, it's just the beeping because it's out of battery or something. So I kind of thought it would maybe stop after a little bit. So I let it keep beeping for like 10 minutes or so. But at that point it wasn't stopping and I was really annoyed by the beeps and I couldn't fall asleep because it's a really like kind of loud, shrill beep. So... I was like, well, I got to do something about this. So I get up, I, I, I Googled what to do or whatever. And it was like, oh, you can turn it off, turn off the warning beeping by resetting it, essentially using the, the button on there. And I'm just clearly not experienced with fire, the smoke detectors or whatever. And so I held the button and I, I guess I was under the impression to like reset it. I just wanted to hold it down until it stopped beep like, the beeping but what happened when I held it down was I put it into test mode and so it started like fire the fire alarm started going off and so because I'm in an apartment building and stuff well fire alarms are loud in in general I'm assuming I don't think I have like a louder one than normal but I'm in a smaller room my apartment's right next to a bunch of other people's apartments I'm in a you know an apartment building I just started freaking out because I was like oh no because I knew it wasn't because it was in test mode, I wasn't setting off the alarm in my neighbor's apartments. But this is like 2 in the morning, and all of a sudden my fire alarm is going off. And because everything in my apartment's connected, the other fire alarms in my apartment were also going off. And so I was like, oh no, I don't want my neighbors to think there's a fire, or I don't want... Like, I was just started freaking out. So I started holding the button down again. But all that did, because I, I was trying to turn it off at this point, it was so loud. I mean, I was right next to it. Like, I probably shouldn't... I mean, I didn't have ear protection on, which is, I think, what you're supposed to do when you test it. You're supposed to test it with a broomstick or whatever, so you're not right next to it. But I was right, I mean, I was I was standing on a chair up trying to fix it. And so I held the button down again, and all that did was switch it to carbon monoxide mode, I found out. Which is just a different beat pattern, but it's still loud as hell. <laughs> so... I was like freaking out and I was like trying to turn it off. And so then I ended up turning it back to the fire mode and like the smoke detection. And then I turned it back to CO2 mode. I was like, oh my gosh, is this just going to have to go on forever? And so I was like trying to figure out how to like unplug it and stuff. And I was just playing with it. And I was like, please, please, please. I was like praying. Can like, can I just turn this off? And eventually I reset it. And, um, I I don't know, like just luckily it, it stopped (laughs) doing the beeping. And so the warning, I was kind of afraid that the warning, the battery low beeps would come back, but they didn't. So I successfully like reset it. So I got that taken care of, made, uh, got the battery replaced, but I couldn't get the battery replaced at 2am. I don't have like a spare D battery on me. So that's why I was trying to turn it off in the first place. But anyways, that was not fun. And I don't know if I woke my neighbors up. I could, there's a chance I did. I don't even know. But so that was kind of funny, something I've never had to deal with my like, I forget that I have fire alarms in my apartment. And I don't feel like that's ever something I thought about as a kid in my house. Like every house has them. Isn't that so weird? Like to me, fire alarms are something that go in a building or 
an office or, you know, like a public place just in case there's a fire. But every house has them. At like at literally every building has them. It's not just something in a school or whatever. But because I've never been in a fire, it's never actually gone off for me. So anyways, that's just, just a thought. Something interesting that happened. So that was the only kind of f- funny yet not really funny story. The other two stories I have I actually did laugh at. Or, yeah, the, 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 the first story was more just, re- I was just really pissed, and so it's kind of a funny story in reflection. But these other two are, are really, really funny to me. So the first one actually happened this past weekend. So I'm recording on Sunday. This happened on Saturday. And my friend was, they were having a party at their house at night, Saturday night. And so before that, me and my friends or I actually just ended up going out with one friend because a couple of people had different stuff show up and whatever. So we wanted to just go like get dinner and have some drinks before we went to the party itself because the party did wasn't starting until like 9 p.m. And so for just wanting to do something before that, we ended up going to dinner at this bar in Cambridge. And we ordered just like a pitcher of beer to split between us and neither of us were really hungry for full meals of dinner or at least I wasn't I didn't anyways we just decided to split like a appetizer sampler with five different appetizers essentially is what you get on one plate and so we got that and we had went to dinner at maybe I think we were there around six o'clock so or actually I think it was closer to five like five five thirty 5 30 to 6 maybe is when we got the food anyways we were there three hours before we were gonna go to this party which is also at my friend's house who lives in cambridge so that's why we went out to a place in cambridge as well anyways we were sitting there we were eating whatever we were drinking and just like talking and hanging out and we were waiting on another friend to show up to i guess essentially help us eat the food and you know just have a drink with us and we were planning on just kind of chilling there until we went to the party but we kind of continuously got the feeling that they didn't like that we were I don't know in there not continuing to order food and drinks because we got a picture between the two of us which obviously if you're trying to get drunk or something you can delete a picture not too quick but we were just enjoying drinks and slowly eating the food you know we weren't in there for dinner and wanted or you know pre-gaming drinking a bunch of drinks or something it was just like hanging out talking super casual but the waitress kept coming back kind of like can I get you anything else can I get you anything else which is fine you know there's nothing really problematic about that but then this really weird thing happened where this dude he was like a busboy or something I don't know he he wasn't taking orders or doing anything more than cleaning tables it looked like I, I guess I don't know for certain but he just came over at some point. This is before we even got asked about the check or anything like that. He just came over to me and he looked at me and he pointed at our food and he goes, do you want a box for this? And I just look at my friend and I'm like, um, I think we're still just like eating it. Yeah, we're just still picking away. And he just like stares at me for a good like five seconds or so and then just kind of like nods his head and like backs away <laughs> like turns away and walks away slowly kind of 
It almost seemed like he was kind of confused or, I don't know about confused, maybe disappointed. Once again, it just felt like this whole vibe that they were mad that we were just, I don't know, holding seats in their bar. It was like a, it wasn't just like a, a small bar with just bar and high tables or whatever. There was real tables. We were sitting in like a booth. So I don't know why there was such a pressure for us to leave, but that it really was there. Anyways, that was the funny part. This dude just, he just comes over and asks if we want a box for it. But I mean, we weren't done eating. It was funny. But eventually, yeah, what I was saying is our, our friend shows up and she ate some of the food that was left because we kind of got full eating it, whatever. And then our waitress just at one point did just bring us the check, um, which it, that happens at bars and stuff, especially because, you know, if they know they're going to be getting busier and I don't know, whatever. But the bar wasn't even busy. It wasn't like we were really I didn't feel like we were holding a spot from other potential people. There was a bunch of other tables open. I didn't really get it. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I've never worked in a bar or anything like that, so maybe there's, some have different rules or standards about how long you should be able to stay. You know, maybe we were overstaying our welcome there. I didn't, I didn't think that we were paying patrons, I guess. I guess maybe we could have ordered more drinks or that, I mean, that's the thing. We, we probably would have stayed and got more drinks when my other friend got there, but they were already essentially like pushing us to leave. I felt, I felt like, so yeah, we, I don't know. We paid our tab and eventually after that, we just went away and went to a different bar because once again, they, I mean, they, I don't want to say they kicked us out, but they kind of kicked us out around seven, even though we were planning to stay there from five thirty-six until like eight thirty, but yeah, we left at seven and went to a different place. So I still can't like the, he just, I, I can't get over him coming over and asking if we wanted a box for it. And I mean, that's funny enough, but then he literally just like stared at me when I said, no, like we're still eating. You just seem so, I don't know, upset, I guess. But anyway, so that's that. And then I have another story from a week ago which is very different, but also related to food. So after we went out to, it, we, 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 I'm stumbling right now, but we went out with my friend for her birthday and we went out to like a club and then we went out to a different bar afterwards, whatever. And so by the end of the night, we had all kind of been, you know, dancing, drinking, whatever, um, in just, we were like downtown Boston, sort of near the North end. And, it gets to be, say, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I think it was around 2. And the bars are closing, so we leave. And all of us were pretty hungry, but there's not a lot of stuff open in Boston after, quite frankly, even after midnight, let alone 2 in the morning. So we didn't, I mean, all like I said, all of us kind of wanted something to eat or whatever. So my friend, whose birthday it was, she lives in the North End, and so she kind of knows what's up, what's open 24-7, whatever. And so we go to this pastry place or bakery. I don't really know what to say. I mean, they had a bunch of pastries. I think it's a real bakery though because they had like bread and other stuff. So I don't remember the name of it. I probably should have looked that up before this podcast started. But anyways, we go in and I had never been there before and my friend Aaron had never been there before either. But they're a 24-hour bakery. So it was like pretty busy in there and there was kind of a line to get whatever you wanted to get. And I guess I should preface this story first by telling an anecdote about what's relevant to the story so I don't have to cut in later. 
but something that I do with my friend, specifically Aaron and a couple of my other friends from college, is back when my me and my girlfriend broke up in college, I like jokingly, but also sort of not jokingly, I mean, it was a joke, is like say things like, oh, the last time I did this, I was with my girlfriend. So I, I did that like kind of unironically back when our relationship first ended. And so the way I would say it is just like in a funny way. I I'm, I like can't do it here, just like talking to nothing. Or maybe I will when I tell this story. But so to me and my friends, at least from my perspective, it kind of turned into a, a meme of like anytime like it's it's like I'm joking, but I'm not joking because I'm like telling the truth, but I'm like making it seem like, oh, boo hoo. Like the I I'm st- this makes me miss my girlfriend. But it's just like, a, I guess a joke. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a stupid joke or whatever, but I am joking. So anyways, let me just I'm just saying that's something I that I do just like as a joke. So that's I'm not <laughs> I'm like getting ahead of myself. I just want to explain that before I, I'm, I'm trying to defend myself, even though I guess I'm preemptively defending. Let me just get to the point. So we go in and I'm like talking to Aaron and I say, I don't know what pastries to get. They all look so good and I've never eaten any of this stuff. And they have a bunch of different flavored cannolis and brownies and this and that, you know, whatever. A normal, really nice or big bakery would have. And some dudes who clearly have been there before overheard me and Aaron saying "Mm, what looks good I've never been here and they were like hey I know exactly what you guys need to get we come here all the time like come on now they're obviously clearly also out at 2 a.m drinking whatever pretty you know intoxicated and he goes you know my favorite thing here you guys have got to get the s'mores brownie it's my favorite and it slaps every time and or you know my actual favorite thing like no matter what the move uh, what the mood is as I need the, uh, you need to get the creme brulee. And he said that. And so <laughs> I don't know why I thought about this, but I've, I, I just never get creme brulees, but one, the last time I rem- or I always think of my ex from high school when I think of creme brulees, because for our one year anniversary, we went to this really nice restaurant in St. Paul and I'd never gotten a creme brulee before we went to that dinner and they gave us one for free because they found out it was like our one year anniversary. So they gave it to us. And so every time I see creme brulee, I think of like that time. Cause that was like the first time I ever eaten one. And so he said that, and I turned to Aaron <laughs> and I go, you know, the last time I ate creme brulee <laughs> was with my ex. I still miss her. Or I don't even, it, it was something along those lines. It was just like some corny thing. But once again, this is like my ex from high school. This is like I just like say shit like that, I guess, because it's once again, I just it's like a thing me and me and Aaron or I'll do to Aaron or do to some of my other college friends. But this dude overheard me saying that to Aaron as well. (laughs) He was like hella eavesdropping continuously. But he was like, oh, you're trying to get over your ex. Get the Oreo cannoli. And he said it so convincingly, like automatically didn't even have to think about it. He was just like, oh, you're trying to get over your ex? Oreo cannoli. And so <laughs> me and Aaron, like, were dying laughing. We're like, oh, really? Like, what? And I, I don't even know. What, I mean, it, it, at this point, I should have told the story a while ago because I don't remember all the little banter that happened after that, too. But we were, like, all laughing, and it was just so funny. And they actually, 
the the workers there started yelling at us because we were being too loud and they told us to shut up we were they're going to kick us out <laughs> and so we all we all stopped being loud but i did get the oreo cannoli and i also got the s'mores brownie which he recommended both slapped really hard more than anything i just knew after he recommended those items i had to so if you ever are in the north end and you know, I'll look up the name of that place. I'll report back, but that was that was an excellent night, and it was an excellent cannoli. I do have to say, so yeah, that is that is that. So that's pretty much all the stories I had over the last couple of weeks that were notable. I I guess in reflection, none of those were really I don't know interesting. I need to shut up. I'm I'm being such a Debbie Downer today. Not even just on the show. I have like, I don't know why I like hate myself today. Do you ever have days like that where you just kind of don't like anything about yourself? I know I don't actually dislike everything about myself, and I'm just like in one of those moods. I don't know why to like why I woke up today feeling that way, but I I guess I apologize. But this is uh this is the real me. I don't uh I don't fake uh my podcast, I guess, but I'll, I'm, I'm fine. It's, uh, I'm just being, I'm in a silly, goofy mood, I guess. But anyways, let me get into now, uh, the actual thing I'd been planning on talking about for the past like three weeks. And I don't remember what inspired me to want to talk about this, but I think it's something I said on one of my last episodes. I think the episode where I talked about my childhood memories or talked about at least, or maybe it was because I talked about my baseball cards. I actually think that was it. On the, I think the same episode I talked about my the baseball card boxes I bought like a month ago, and I realized I never really talked about the, on the show, or I don't think I really talk about this to anyone ever, unless you've been, like been to my childhood home. But I have a lot of things that I've collected, and not just baseball cards. Baseball cards is one thing that I still collect. But over the course of my life, there's a lot of things I have collected. And I think that is somewhat telling. I think the more I think about it, the more I I have I don't know what it is. It's not like OCD. I don't I don't know my I can't really self-diagnose and I, nor do I want to. But there there is something about me that when I start when I buy a thing or two of something, I just have this innate desire to want all of it, I guess. So when it's like impossible for me to buy a DVD of a movie without buying every DVD or like every movie in the series on DVD, because when I, when I put it on my shelf, I want it to be complete. Like I have this obsession with having only having like a complete set of something. I can't just have part of something. It, it like bugs me when I don't have something in its entirety does that even make sense i guess the best way i i see it is i don't collect baseball cards for really rare cards or really expensive cards or you know lebron james one of one psa 10 type stuff i really just like collecting the the base sets the like flagship tops cards and i really just like getting all 600 of the cards and just having the whole set so i can just like look through and have have every card and that's like what I care about and I think that that's what draws me to liking the baseball cards is because there's just so many and there there's ways to get into it without spending seven hundred dollars on a box just for one mediocre autograph you know which is what a lot of football and basketball cards are you can't really just get 
like the low level basketball cards and stuff are just not they're not that good of quality in addition there's not like every basketball team is only 12 players or so so there's really not a whole lot of options when it comes to the amount of cards it's just a lot of the same players and just action pictures of basketball and football aren't as cool as action photos of baseball and every baseball team is 45 players and then every team has minor league players and stuff like that so there's there's a lot of players that give options for cards um baseball games are played out in the beautiful sun big wide open field of like football is very selective because it's the slower pace the play-by-play type stuff so the photos are a little different i don't know i'm getting too deep into it but i like how there's a large set and i can easily collect all of it and they're cool i guess to me so pretty much everything in my life every time i i start to have a thing or two of something i always want all of it so i think that that kind of developed over the course of my childhood especially into when i would get start getting things or whatever i'd want to keep collecting them and so i've had a lot of different collections over since i was a little kid a lot of that was partially fueled i guess by my mom like i don't want to say it's her fault but she would get me things and i'd be like oh i want more more and so my mom was a big thrifter and garage sailor and so was my grandpa actually uh, my grandpa on my dad's side and so they would when they'd see the things that i liked and quote unquote collected they would get them for me at the thrift store at garage sales and stuff and so that became an easy way for me to collect different things that aren't aren't like baseball cards or aren't like this or that well a couple of things we'll we'll see when i start talking is some of the things are books i collected different uh, books over the years so it was easy when you go to a garage sale or something to be like oh i don't have that book and so i can get it and it's only 50 cents and it's easy and it's just something that i liked having complete sets of anyways i'm kind of sounding like a broken record let me just kind of get started so some of the first things i collected i don't really know a lot of these overlap so i'm trying to say them in a general order but there there really isn't a oh i collected this from fifth grade to sixth grade and then from six to seven it wasn't i picked one up and paused one a lot of these were simultaneous but i think the the first collection i had that was major to me or of major importance was my star wars action figures which if you recall from a couple episodes ago from i guess maybe i'll be able to tie quite a bit of this in with some of my childhood stories but if you recall from when i ruptured my eardrum i that was with a lightsaber from a star wars uh toy i had so the the bulk of my toys when i was a kid when I was a little kid, it was dinosaurs and Star Wars figures, but as I started to get older, I kind of stopped caring about the dinosaurs so much and cared a heck of a lot more about the Star Wars action figures. So at one point when I was, oh goodness, six, seven, maybe, maybe even, you know, five probably. Yeah, I think seven's maybe a little too old. You know, when I was five, six, maybe seven isn't old. I'm like sitting here trying to think about when I kind of stopped playing with action figures, but... I, what I'm saying is at one point I had pretty much every single Star Wars character, major and minor, in action figure form, and I think, like, in my heyday, I think 
it was really like every week I would be getting new action figures. It was pretty much every Christmas, every birthday. That's what my cousins and family all got me is they knew I was super into Star Wars action figures. And I don't even really know. Like when you think back, how do you play toys? How is that even a thing? I don't even, I think I like would make up movies in my head about, you know, episode at the time, like episode seven, you know, this is what they're doing. And I would always remember, you know, like throwing them off of things and pretending some of them died. And I don't even know, but so it was a collection, but I did play with them. I wasn't putting them up on a shelf and idolizing them or something. I, I actively played with all of my action figures, but I was super into collecting them. And I always knew which characters I didn't have and which ones I, I wanted in which version, like I had this Luke and this Luke, but not this Luke type vibes. And the child Bubba Fett was the action figure I never had. And it was always a thing with me and my mom that that was one that I was always looking for and could never find. And there was, I don't remember the story exactly. I think my mom probably remembers it better than me, but there's one time we saw him at this like giant uh, garage sale thing. And we were like, oh, we'll come back and get him later because we like didn't have the cash. It was like cash only or something like that. Or obviously this was back in early 2000s. So paying with card at places like a garage sale is just not commonplace. I mean, I don't even really think it is now too, but it's a little different when you go to like a thrift store or something like that now, which is what this kind of was. It was like a, a market. A, I don't even remember exactly what it was. It's really hazy. I was like five or six, right? And we're like, oh, we have to come back later. And then we came back later and it was someone else had already bought it. And I remember being so upset because that was like one of the only figures I didn't have. Or, you know, I wasn't, I didn't sit there with uh, a catalog saying, oh, I have this one, I have this one, I don't have this one. It was like, just, I just cared about like each character themselves. I didn't care that I had Darth Vader number one, two, seven, you know, whatever. I'm getting too specific here, but you get it. So that was a big thing I collected or had a, a lot of. And the other thing as well was Legos. And so I think that this maybe is less of a collection because obviously there's just so many Lego sets and I never had the money for the big ones and, you know, every single Lego set. But definitely something I cared about and cared about having was various different Lego sets. So at first it was primarily just Star Wars Legos, but over the years it did expand to like Indiana Jones Lego sets and Spider-Man Lego sets and different stuff like that. So that was also a big birthday slash Christmas thing that I would always ask for and get is Legos. I was super big into Legos and I had a lot of them. I still have a lot of them. Actually, over COVID, me and my brother started sorting um, my my all my old Legos just to see. I pretty much decided, once again, this is like COVID times. I just like needed stuff to do um I wanted to see just what I still had and what in completion what I could use those Legos for not that I necessarily wanted to go back and build everything I ever had but I was curious because they've just been sitting in a box under you know under the stairs or whatever for years and so me and my brother started doing that, but it, it takes a long time. We were sorting by color and size, and so that was, to, I mean, we spent days, and we really only ever got a third of the way done, and so that's something I still do need to do at some at some point if, you know, maybe I want to revisit the sorting of my Legos, because I have thousands and thousands of pieces, so um, in all, that was just something fun I was doing with my brother, because my brother's older now, you know, he's in ninth grade, but he, he kind of went through the same cycle of being in into Legos a little bit when he was a kid, so it was kind of a nice way for us to bond as older dudes now about something 
older. And in the same way, that's the same as the Lego video game, which I talked about at the top of the show, is I can't play with my brother, unfortunately. They didn't introduce online mode in this game, which, in my opinion, is stupid. I don't know why they didn't. But he's been playing the game, too, and so we've been, like, bonding over, like, oh, what missions did you beat? And, you know, just playing through it again because he grew up... He essentially had hand-me-downs of all the games I had. So by the time I got old enough to buy my own 360 he was playing on the ps2 and playing all my old games so he played lego batman and i would play that with him sometimes you know he played i don't think he ever really played the lego star wars games because i had those on the pc because that was before we even had the ps2 is when my dad bought me those games so anyways i digress that was kind of a long-winded way of saying i collected legos but again i don't that's less that's more of a stretch on quote-unquote collections compared to some of the other stuff I'm going to talk about but yeah so that that was one thing and then those those were more the toy collections I had and the the other thing I collected I do want to say I blame my my mom for these other ones but the other thing I collected around the same age was different stuffed animals and so I specifically collected stuffed animals for Garfield and Snoopy's and a lot largely the reason I collected those was because of how into the comics I was for both of those. So in addition to the, the like stuffed animals for those, those guys, I would also collect compilations of the comics. So, cause you know, each comic is only a page long. So you, you'd have to buy the, the books that have a year's worth of the comics in, in them or something. I don't know how to describe it it's been so long since i even thought about it but i was big into collecting snoopies i had i had a lot of them if i had to guess i had somewhere between 20 and 30 snoopies i think and garfield's i probably only ever had maybe 10 of them i garfield was definitely lower on the docket than snoopy but i was really into the comics for both of those so i would collect the stuffed animals and those were big from garage sales garage sales is where i would find those the most like snoopy stuffed animals and stuff like that and i mean it would kind of be like i knew what stuffed animals i had and which ones i didn't and so we we wouldn't get every snoopy i ever find but i did have a lot of them and i wonder i'm i'm sure they probably are still somewhere i don't think my mom got rid of all of them maybe some of them i don't know i'd have to i'd kind of have to ask i'm sure a lot of it's just in boxes in the garage or under the stairs but those were two stuffed animals I collected. And then in addition to that, I also collected Domo dolls. Do you know what that are? It's like, they're not dolls. They're like also stuffed animals. It's the little like rectangular, like fuzzy brown guy. I think he was Chinese or something like that. Or, or that's where the cartoon he's from originated from. It was kind of a big deal back uh 10 plus years ago or so. So I collected stuffed animals of him too because I don't know why I was like obsessed with like him. I didn't like watch the show or anything like that. I just thought he was like funny looking and a cute stuffed animal, I guess, when I was a kid. And so those were a lot harder to find. They were not as common as like Snoopy stuffed animals and stuff. So I think I only have or ever had maybe five stuffed animals of him. So same as Garfield is like lower on the docket list and harder to come by, but definitely something we would look for when I went to garage sales with my mom and went to the thrift store and stuff. So just, you know, noteworthy, I guess. And the other stuffed animals I would collect are the owls. So this was all owls in general, but it was really honed in and primarily with the, the beanie baby owls. So like name brand beanie babies. 
And I had a good number of those, I think. I think I probably had somewhere between 10 and 20 owls. You know, in reflection, I'm saying all these collections I had, and, you know, I only had 20 of them. So I guess that's, that is a lot for it when it comes to, I guess, stuffed animals. But it, I don't want to, like, sit here and be like, oh, I had so many. I mean, I, I really didn't, but it was something I cared about as a kid. And once again, I don't want to say the same thing over and over again, but when I would go to the thrift store with my mom or go to garage shows because my mom was like a, or I think she still is. It's just a little different because there's not a bunch of kids in the house, but a big garage sailor. So when I would tag along because I had nothing to do as a kid, I would want something to look for when I'm at these garage sales, especially something that's cheaper, something, you know, a kid like me can just pay for with a buck or 50 cents, whatever. And so, yeah, I collected owls as well. And I used to have like a name for all of my owls because with like Snoopy, Garfield, Domo, like those are all stuffed animals of a named character. But the owls, all the Beanie Babies have their own names, you know, the little like heart tag. But I remember I would name my own owls for whatever reason. I don't know. I just like to. And I, I could not for the life of me tell you any of them to this day. But I remember that was like a thing for me is they were kind of like almost like pets. I didn't treat them like pets. You know, I didn't play with my beanie babies or stuffed animals like I did with my action figures. I wasn't, you know, a weirdo. <laughs> but I mean, it was something I, I care. It's, you know, I cared about having all of them and getting as many as I could in my collection. So those were my like stuffed animal collections. And then I don't know when I started being like an avid reader. I was a big reader as a kid. I think that started probably around first, second grade and kind of got more and more intense as I went into middle school. And near the end of middle school, I kind of just stopped reading as much, probably due to the fact that I was doing more activities and had less free time. Also probably because in that free time I did still have, I was playing more video games than I did when I was a kid. But is what it is. So the when I was a little kid, the two series I was really into and collected books of like intensely were Magic Treehouse and Goosebumps. And so this is primarily where my grandpa would come into play because, you know, my retired grandpa, he would go to Goodwills all the time and looking for different things for himself. But he'd always look in the book section and he'd always look for the Magic Treehouse and Goosebumps books I didn't have because he would like know which ones I had and didn't have whatever or he would get ones even if I did have them or not but I mean at one point I had I think all of the first 100 magic treehouse books or maybe it wasn't 100 maybe it was something like I th I want to say it was 100 because once they started getting more serious or hardcover type magic treehouse books I want to say that was in like the number 120s but I I mean I had every magic treehouse book and I loved those books and honestly I feel like the Magic Treehouse books would be worth a revisit. Not, I'm not just going to sit down and read a hundred of them, but I, I mean, that was, those were good stories. And I think my love for like history and different events like that largely came from how much I read the Magic Treehouse books, because not only do you, I get, get to learn about two kids going on an adventure, but it's, they go back in time to like real things that happened and live in them. So I think I talked about this in a previous episode too, but it, the the author eventually started releasing like companion books that actually told you about the real history and real facts from the places they went and i really really like those two and i think i had all of those as well you know obviously at some point i stopped reading the books i stopped 
continuing to buy them. But I mean, I had a lot of them. There was also, there was some other series that my mom and dad would get me into that I started collecting, but that was kind of just because they would buy the books for me. You know, obviously all of these collections I had as a kid, I, I didn't have hundreds of dollars to just go buy more and more of it's whenever my parents would get me them. But the Hardy Boys were some books that I don't think I ever had a lot of those, but def- that was definitely a book series my dad got me into. And I would, those I think I would check a lot of, a lot out of from the library. I wouldn't own those. And the Boxcar Children, I had a bunch of those books, but that's, I think my mom had a bunch of them already and they just kind of gave them to me. But my cousins had like all of the Boxcar Children books. Those were good books too, as a kid. But anyways, let me talk a little bit more about the Goosebumps books. So I loved those books too, because I've, I've never been a fan of horror or anything like that, but I think the thing I liked about Goosebumps was they're like quote-unquote scary stories or intense, you know, very dramatic, but they were never actually scary. Like, they didn't give me nightmares. They didn't actually freak me out. But it was like, it was still like an interesting, sca- like, quote, again, like scary story, And even though they really weren't. So I think I, I, I always had a problem getting every single Goosebumps book. I don't even know why, but I had... I think there's something like 80 of those, or there was back when I was a kid. Maybe maybe that there was over 100 of those as well, actually, the more I think about it. I had a good, like, 8, 90% of them. There's only a handful of them I was missing ever. And I definitely was always missing the earlier ones because my thing was, too, is in addition to collecting, I, I have to collect the right ones. I can't get the newer print of the original one because it'll just look crappy on my shelf. I need my shelf to be super clean and stuff. So I think some of the the Goosebumps books I was missing were in the the first 20 of them or so and it was because I could never find the original printing of the book. But anyways, that's just me being annoying. I think at one point my friend like stole one of them too and that I still think about that to this day. But it definitely wasn't intentional. It's not like they stole it on purpose. I'm just saying it they took it from me and never gave it back. But anyways, and then as I got older, I actually, I think largely for the same reason I was into Goosebumps books, I got really into Stephen King novels in middle school. And that was largely because of my friend Dylan in middle school, or he was my friend, actually, he was my friend in like fourth and fifth grade. And so I guess that was probably around the time I got into Stephen King. But once again, his books are horror, scary, you know, but I was never really actually scared by them. They're not like slasher. They're not jump scare type stuff. It's just horror themed. They're dramatic, very like murder and death and stuff like that, hauntings, but there's no, there's no actual, I was never actually afraid. I think largely also because it was books and so whatever fear was caused by it was just in my head, not a movie or something. So I liked that control control I had over the horror stories. And so Stephen King is harder to track because it's not like you have book number one, number two, number three. It's just all of his books. But if I had to guess, I probably own at least 75% of his major work. Obviously, I don't have every little edition of every book he's ever written. But I... I had most of his his books, and I, I've read a good number of them too. Of that, of the books I own, I probably only ever read half of them because once again, it was it was just like a collection to me to buy his work, and I would buy more than I could read. You know, I'd see his books at a thrift store, and I'd buy the four of them that they had that I don't have, 
and his books are long. They're like 700 pages each. You know, I don't speed read. I'm not a crazy reader. I can only read one of his books every couple of weeks. So I would just keep buying them because I was collecting them, but I, I just never got around to reading all of them. So there is a large amount of Stephen King books I, I never read that I own. And what's funny enough is, so my favorite Stephen King book is The Stand, which is his, I guess, I don't want to say ironically, but it's his longest book. And it, it really is a, a long read, but it's it's an amazing story. And um, something that, I don't know, I, th- I think a lot of people thought of that know the story during the pandemic, because the, the kind of plot of the story is there is this pandemic that kills 99% of the population. And for some reason, there's only a number of people who are immune. And so it's their story of like as trying to find each other. I don't really want to like spoil the plot, but it's a really, really good book, kind of like good versus evil type vibes. But the the second favorite one of his works that I always forget the name of, but it's the day that JFK died is like the name of the book. So it's like 11-23-69 or something like that. And I don't know why I always forget. I just like dates. I, I forget dates a lot. So I'll, that's what I'll chalk it up to. But I actually don't even own that book because that one you would like never find at Goodwills because it's one of his more recent works. Actually, well... I think it came out in like 2007 now, so obviously it's not so new anymore. But back when I was reading Stephen King in 2011 or something, it was one of his more recent publications. So I could never find that one at a thrift store, garage sale, whatever, because it was so new. But I wanted to read that one because of how good I heard it was, and it's history-related, which is why I was interested in it. And it's a great book, too. I would definitely recommend checking that one out if you just want to read a Stephen King book and you don't know where to start or like I would definitely not recommend it I would not recommend Carrie or Salem's Lot or any of his notable famous work because Stephen King's kind of just an acquired taste and if you don't know how his books are written it's like kind of hard to slug through them and they're definitely not as interesting or intense as the movies that also have their own you know claim and fame whatever so but this book, like 11, 22, 63, I don't remember, but it doesn't matter. The plot of that is this dude finds a time machine. It's it's not as corny as that, but he finds a time machine. And so he decides he's going to go back and stop the assassination of JFK. And so it's kind of this whole ordeal. And, and the big plot point is he has a time machine, but it, it doesn't, he can't just choose when, when to go back ever. He can, he goes back to the year like 1959 or something like that. And so he can go back and forth between the past and present whenever he wants. But every time he goes back, it always goes back to that exact time. It, it never goes back whenever he wants, or, you know, he can't jump back and forth and it'll be the same time. It will always bring him back to that same starting point. And so he makes up his mind. He wants to stop the assassin, assassination of JFK, but he has to go back and live for like five years before he gets to the point where he can stop it. And so it's kind of his whole journey. And then, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a, it's really, really good, really riveting. I think they made it into a series on Hulu, and I never watched it just because I heard it was kind of garbage, and I didn't really want to wreck the story of or how much I like it, but I digress. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's like my, my last book series that I collected. I think there was a number of other ones that I sort of collected and had maybe five or ten of the books of, but, I mean, that's just a normal, like, I think I had all of the series of unfortunate events books, but there's 13 of them. You know, it's not, I guess it's a collection, but to me it wasn't 
or in reflection, that's not so much a collection because I didn't have like a hundred of them. You know, it was just 13. I had the whole series and they were, it was a good series. Like I, I owned all the Harry Potter books, you know, there's seven of them. So is what it is. I was a big book kid and um, yeah. Okay. I think maybe I have, uh, if my mom listens to this episode, she'll have to let me know if she can think of anything else I collected. But those are all the ones that came to my mind when I was trying to think, oh, there's one more I forgot. I collected hats as a kid. It's because I, when I was younger, I liked to have my hair longer and like in like a bowl cut almost. And it was always like down past my eyes and stuff and kind of, gr- I don't want to say gross, but this was back when I was a kid. I didn't shower every day. You know, I started showering every day in middle school. So that was good, but I wouldn't comb my hair. And I was also just kind of like a, I don't know. I don't want to sit here and be like, I wasn't a gross, greasy kid. Cause I wasn't, but I also just was kind of like, didn't care how my hair looked. So it would just kind of be a little frizzy and whatever. And I knew that. So I would always wear hats. Like I was a big hat kid. And so I collected hats and I, I just got hats pretty much everywhere I went. I always got a hat and I would get different, you know, I'd always strive to like, oh, I don't have a pink hat. Oh, I don't have a, a bright blue hat. I don't have a hat with this on it. So right now in my closet, I think I still have like 10 or so hats, even though I don't really wear hats anymore. I'd still, I guess I'm a hat guy. I like the hat look. I What I really need to do when I get a new apartment is build like a rack and like have my hats out on display because they're cool hats. They're always always like baseball style. I don't I don't wear like bucket hats or sombreros or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about when I say hats. It's just always, it's always a ball cap. But I like every time I visit places, I always still kind of in the back of my mind see if there's a hat I want or something. Like I have a hat that has the Texas logo on it that I bought when I went on a trip to Texas. I still keep that one just because it's I like, I think I even mentioned like, it's a pink hat. So I don't, it's the only pink hat I've ever bought. And I just keep it in case I ever want to wear a pink hat. I haven't had a reason to in the last couple of years, but, but I do have it. So, and yeah, at some point, I think nor- near the end of high school, I got rid of most of my hats just cause I stopped wearing hats so much and they just took up space and whatever. So that is something I don't really collect anymore, but I still do have a number of hats, even though most people who hang out with me nowadays will attest that I almost never wear one. So yeah, I guess that's just a fun fact. I guess all of these are fun facts. Once again, I think I mentioned this before I even started. I don't really think I ever talk about things I collected as a kid or, I mean, I still collect baseball cards and that was something I did as a kid and kind of stopped doing because it's expensive to collect. And, you know, now that I have some money, I have been starting to collect again over the past year, which is weird. Also, I, I realized the other day, it's been like over a year now since I started collecting again, which is kind of um, it's kind of exciting, I guess, you know, it's shows that I, I like how recently, including this podcast, my, the baseball cards and I don't know, some, some other stuff. I, I, I like how I've been a lot more faithful to continuing to do the things I like instead of just kind of doing them for a little bit and dropping them because like one, I'll give an example. One thing I did in college is I used to do a monthly publication for my friend group and, I like did it as like a joke and like, you know, put jokes in it. It was just like a, uh, once again, it was just kind of like a fake monthly newspaper that I would write. And I did it. I I was like committed. Like I'm going to do it every month. The first of every month is going to be like a thing. And then after like seven, eight months of doing it, I just got bored of it doing it. And I kind of ran out of creative juices for it. And I just like kept making excuses for why I didn't want to do it anymore. And why I was like late all the time and lazy with it and stuff. So I like knew 
in reflection of that and like other experiences like that, I knew I wanted to kind of stop doing that and actually keep up with things like like doing the show. So we're 11 episodes deep here, and I don't know, maybe I will revert back to how I, I have t- typically been in the past where I kind of get lazy with something and slowly stop doing it. Who knows if that's what this show will inevitably turn to, but for now we're going strong. It's been great, and... Um, I'm excited to continue recording. I like don't feel like I have to force myself to do this show. I like actively want to do it every week. It's just some weeks I don't have so much to talk about, so I talk about the fire alarm going off in my apartment and the stupid things I collected when I was a kid. But that's that's kind of how it goes, and the nature of this podcast is just telling everything that's going on and everything that will go on. So... With that, I guess that's that's all I've got. We're about, at about an hour here, so don't want to carry on too much longer. I appreciate you listening if you made it this far, of course. I hope you enjoyed hearing uh, again about some stuff I, I don't normally ever talk about. or I, I mean, I don't know if anyone I hang out with nowadays knows I, cl- like I have a Snoopy collection just like under the stairs of my house. But I think everyone has their little things they collected as a kid or did as a kid. Maybe I'm not even that particularly special with how I discuss that I always have this innate desire to like want to collect something if I start getting it. Maybe maybe a lot of kids are like that. I just don't know because no one ever really talks about it. So I don't know. Let me know what you think. Tell me. Um, I'd like to know what <laughs> random stuff you collected. So um, I guess I'll, another call to action. I haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, if you're listening to the show and we don't talk a whole lot or whatever, or I mean, even if we do talk a lot, I'd love to hear um, the kind of stuff you collected as a kid or what you, maybe you're like me and there's something you still low-key collect, like I collect baseball cards, so um, anyways, that's that's all I've got for today, Uh, I hope everyone enjoys their week, we'll be back again next week with, I think I kind of want to do another interview, or not interview, but have someone on the show next week, I think I might try to convince Camille to come on the show just because I, I do want to talk a bit more about the experience of me in that car. And I mean, ultimately, I just, I really did have a good time with Julius on that episode. And I think I, I got a, a lot of good feedback of, you know, it's it's more interesting to hear me talk with someone else, I guess, ultimately. So yeah, maybe we'll see if we do that. Maybe if she's busy, I can get one of my other friends to come on and we'll, we'll just see what happens. So I've, I, I mean, I haven't, <laughs> if she listens to this, it'll be the first she heard of me bringing it up. So who even knows? But with that, uh, that's all I got for this week. So uh, take care, everyone. And we'll be talking to you next week. Alrighty. Peace out. <laughs>